Lesson number 86, Suratul An'am, Ayah 141 to 150. Recitation of these verses. وَهُوَ الَّذِي أَنشَأَ جَنَّاتٍ مَعْرُوشَاتٍ وَغَيْرَ مَعْرُوشَاتٍ وَالنَّخْلَ وَالزَّرْعَ مُخْتَلِفًا أُكُلُهُ وَالزَّيْتُونَ وَالرُّمَّانَ مُتَشَابِهًا وَغَيْرَ مُتَشَابِهًا كُلُوا مِن ثَمَرِهِ إِذَا أَثْمَرَ وَآتُوا حَقَّهُ يَوْمَ حَصَادِهِ وَلَا تُسْرِفُوا إِنَّهُ لَا يُحِبُّ الْمُسْرِفِينَ وَمِنَ الْأَنْعَامِ حَمُولَةً وَفَرْشًا كُلُوا مِمَّا رَزَقَكُمُ اللَّهُ وَلَا تَتَّبِعُوا خُطُوَاتِ الشَّيْطَانِ إِنَّهُ لَكُمْ عَدُوٌ مُّبِينٌ ثَمَانِيَةَ أَزْوَاجٍ مِنَ الضَّأْنِ اثْنَيْنِ وَمِنَ الْمَعْزِ اثْنَيْنِ قُلْ أَذَّكَرَيْنِ حَرَّمَ أَمِ الْأُنْسَيَيْنِ أَمَّ اشْتَمَلَتْ عَلَيْهِ أَرْحَامُ الْأُنْسَيَيْنِ نَبِّئُونِي بِعِلْمٍ إِن كُنْتُمْ صَادِقِينَ وَمِنَ الْإِبِلِ اثْنَيْنِ وَمِنَ الْبَقَرِ اثْنَيْنِ قُلْ أَذَّكَرَيْنِ حَرَّمَ أَمِ الْأُنْسَيَيْنِ أَمَّ اشْتَمَلَتْ عَلَيْهِ أَرْحَامُ الْأُنْسَيَيْنِ أَمْ كُنْتُمْ شُهَدَاءَ إِذْ وَصَّاكُمُ اللَّهُ بِهَذَا فَمَنْ أَظْلَمُ مِمَّنِ افْتَرَى عَلَى اللَّهِ كَذِبًا لِيُضِلَّ النَّاسَ بِغَيْرِ عِلْمٍ إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَهْدِي الْقَوْمَ الظَّالِمِينَ قُلْ لَا أَجِدُ فِي مَا أُوحِيَ إِلَيَّ مُحَرَّمًا عَلَى طَاعِمٍ يَطْعَمُهُ إِلَّا أَنْ يَكُونَ مَيْتَةً أَوْ دَمًا مَسْفُوحًا أَوْ لَحْمَ خِنْزِيرٍ فَإِنَّهُ رِجَسٌ أَوْ فِسْقًا أُهِلَّ لِغَيْرِ اللَّهِ بِهِ فَمَنِ اضْطُرَّ غَيْرَ بَاغٍ وَلَا عَادٍ فَإِنَّ رَبَّكَ غَفُورٌ رَّحِيمٌ وَعَلَى الَّذِينَ هَادُوا حَرَّمْنَا كُلَّ ذِي ظُفُرٍ وَمِنَ الْبَقَرِ وَالْغَنَمِ حَرَّمْنَا عَلَيْهِمْ شُحُومَهُمَا إِلَّا مَا حَمَلَتْ ظُهُورُهُمَا إِلَّا مَا حَمَلَتْ ظُهُورُهُمَا 
right? So he is the one who has produced Jannat gardens, and these gardens are ma'rushat. Ma'rushat, trellised. Wa and other than ma'rushat, trellised. Do you have this word trellised? Okay. Ma'rushat is the plural of the word ma'rushah. And it's from the root letters? What are the root letters? Ma'rushah. Ain ra sheen. Good. Arsh. What does arsh mean? Throne. Right? But arsh also means roof. The roof of a house or of a building. Okay? The roof of a house or a building. Ma'rush is that which has been made to reach the arsh. Because ma'rush is object, right? So that which has been made to reach the arsh, meaning that which has been made to rise upwards, grow upwards. So ma'rushat refers to those plants that grow upwards. And this includes two types of plants. Firstly, vines. Such vines that are climbers, you can say, that climb upwards, that grow upwards. But because their stem is very soft, it's not that strong, this is why they grow on other things. They climb upwards on other things, such as anything. Whether it's a building, okay, or another tree, or sometimes a string even. Isn't it so? Sometimes a stick, sometimes a trellis. Trellis is a frame okay, that has been made for vines to grow upwards on. Okay, sometimes you'll see that certain flowers are such, the plant is such that it needs a trellis at the back. So people put it right behind the plant and then the plant grows on that. Okay? So ma'rushat refers to which kind of plants that grow? Upwards. Whether it is tall trees or it is vines that climb upwards, he is the one who has created ma'rushat. And notice the word jannat, gardens off. Because even if it's just one vine, you will see that it completely covers. Because Jannah is what kind of a garden? The ground of which is hidden. Because Jannah means that which is hidden, right? So why? Because the growth is so much. There are so many leaves. It is so dense. It is so thick that you can't see the ground. It's just completely covered. So just like that, sometimes a vine, it spreads so much on a wall or on a building that you don't know what the actual color of the brick is. Right? You don't know what the actual color of the brick is. It's just covered with that vine. And when winter comes and all the leaves fall, then you see, oh, it's red. Oh, it's beige. Oh, it's white. Or it has lost its original color because it's covered most of the year. Hmm? So ma'rushat. وَغَيْرُ ma'rushat, And untrellised. It refers to other kind of plants, meaning those plants which do not grow upwards, which are not made to rise, but rather they spread they spread on the ground. Because there are certain vines which are, you can say, creepers. Okay? And creepers which spread on the ground. Okay? Which are not made to grow upwards. For example, for example, strawberries. strawberries. If you ever go strawberry picking, where do you see the strawberry plant? On the ground. Right? Likewise, pumpkin. How could you forget pumpkin? I mean, you see pumpkins everywhere these days. Hmm? So anyway, pumpkins also, because they're so heavy, but they grow on vines. Imagine if it was like a grapevine growing upwards, it wouldn't be able to grow. Right? Or the pumpkin won't be able to grow because it's so heavy. Likewise, watermelon. Right? There's so many fruits and vegetables which are such that they grow 
on the ground, they spread on the ground. So غَيْرُ مَعْرُوشَاتِ Let me just show you a few pictures here so you can imagine. See, this is a grapevine. You have an idea, right? That it's growing upwards and it's growing on a trellis. Okay, it's growing upwards on a trellis. So this is ma'rushat. This is also an example of ma'rushat because it's growing upwards on a tree. This is غَيْرَ ma'rushat because it is just spreading on the ground. You see the watermelon in the middle? Those of you who are far? And it's surrounded by leaves. So ma'rushatin wa غَيْرَ ma'rushat. Allah has created all kinds of plants. Some that grow upwards and some that spread on the ground. And some are such that stay on the ground, meaning they don't climb upwards, nor do they spread, like for example, crops. Okay, like for example, wheat crop, grain, okay, grass also. And obviously, what is being referred to over here is those plants, the fruit, the produce of which is edible. Okay, so he is the one who has made all this. وَالنَّخْلَ And the date palm was zara and the crop. Which kind of crop? Zara is crop. Okay, for example, wheat, rice, millet, different grains that we eat. Generally, we only know about wheat because that is all that we consume. But there are so many other types of grains that Allah has made, that Allah has created. You know, sometimes you should go to those weird food stores, like health food stores, and see the amazing things that Allah has made. And we just limit ourselves to just certain grains. Why? Because that is what we're used to. That is what we're used to. And the more refined it is, the more we like it. Even though the Prophet ﷺ never ever ate refined flour. You know, I'm talking about all-purpose flour. Okay? Because it doesn't have any bran in it. Right? So, وَالنَّخْلَ وَالزَّرْعَ Allah has created different kinds of things for us to eat. Let's benefit from them. مُخْتَلِفًا Varying, different from خَالَمْفَ Meaning, they vary, they differ. What differs? أُكُلُهُ Its fruit, its produce. أُكُل is from أَكَلَ أَكَلَ means he ate, right? أَكَل is to eat. So, أُكُل refers to that part of the plant which is edible, which is eaten. Meaning, you don't grow a tomato plant so that you can eat its leaves, right? You cause it to grow wise so that you can eat the Tomatoes. So the tomatoes are what? Ukul, of that plant. Likewise, a mango tree is not planted so that people can eat the trunk. Okay? They grow it so that they can eat the mangoes. Alright? So, ukul refers to that part of the plant which is meant to be eaten. Allah says, مُخْتَلِفًا ukuluhu. It's amazing. The ground is the same. The vines sometimes they look identical, but one is producing grapes, another is producing strawberries, another is producing pumpkins, another is producing something else. Mukhtalifan ukuluhu. They're different in their taste, right? In their color, in their appearance, in their texture even. In their texture even. And sometimes look at the grapes. Within them also there's so much variety. You'll have those huge ones and then you'll have those teeny, teeny ones. You'll have those ones, the skin of which is really thick, hard, difficult to chew. And the seeds are really big. And others you'll find the skin is really soft. Mukhtalifan ukuluhu, different ukul. But it's amazing. The ground is the same, the sun is the same, the water is the same, but at the end, the produce is different, the taste is different. And sometimes you'll have 
two plants which are the same next to each other. But one is producing tomatoes that are sweet, and another is producing tomatoes that are not that sweet. مُخْتَلِفًا أُكُلُهُ One is producing tomatoes that are huge, another is producing tomatoes that are tiny. مُخْتَلِفًا أُكُلُهُ Who has created all of this variety? Allah, your Lord. For what purpose? That you deprive yourself? No. That you benefit from it. Because each different one contains different nutrients for your benefit. Right? The nutrients which are found in tomatoes are different from those that are found in wheat. Different from those that are found in mangoes. Each one has something unique about it that benefits you in a different way. مُخْتَلِفًا أُكُلُهُ وَالزَّيْتُونَ And the olive وَالرُمَّانَ And the pomegranate. Eat pomegranates too. Don't just drink the juice. Eat the fruit as well. Even if it's hard to, open it up and cut the fruit out. You know, watch a video or something that teaches you how to peel it properly so that you don't deprive yourself of this amazing super fruit. Mutashabihan, hmm? Allah says mutashabih. What does mutashabih mean? Similar. Wa and other than mutashabih, similar. Meaning similar, resembling in some ways, and they do not resemble in other ways. Sometimes their appearance, exactly the same. But when you open it up, so different. So all this variety, Allah has made for you. Why? What does Allah say over here? He gives us three commands. Kulu. You all eat. Min from thamarihi, its fruit. Ida when athmara, it produces fruit. Meaning when these plants, ma'arushat, ghayru ma'arushat, zarr, nakhl, these plants, when they produce their fruit, then what should you do? Just sit there and watch. And be like, wow, but I don't like it. No. Kulu. Eat it. Don't complain. Don't whine. Just eat it. Kulu. Min samari idha athmara. Notice idha athmara. When it produces fruit. Eat right then. Meaning, the fresher it is, the better it is. The more fresh it is, the better it is for you. So, kulu min samarihi idha athmara. Secondly, Allah tells us, وَآتُوا and give حَقَّهُ its right. What is its right? That some of it should be spent in Allah's way. Some of it should be given in the way of Allah. So, آتُوا حَقَّهُ when يَوْمَ on the day حَصَادِهِ its harvest. حَصَاد from the root letters, حَصَاد دَال Hasad is harvest time, reaping time, basically when the fruit is ready, when the crop is ready, and then you take it all off at once. Like for example, if you have some kind of vegetable garden or something in your backyard, certain fruit, what happens to it is that every day you go pick a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. But then when fall is coming, then you know that it's going to freeze overnight, all the tomatoes are going to be ruined, then what do you do? You go and take off all of them. Okay, so eat when it produces the fruit, but then on the day when you harvest, when you take everything off, then make sure that you give some of it in the way of Allah. And later on it was legislated, because this is a Makki surah, but later on it was legislated that ushur has to be given from the harvest. What is ushur? One-tenth. One-tenth of it should be given in the way of Allah. So, آتُوا حَقَّهُ يَوْمَ حَصَادِهِ Third command Allah gives, wala tusrifu, do not do israf. What is israf? To be excessive. Right? And salaf is basically to neglect. 
And both have a connection. Being excessive and being neglectful. There is a deep connection over here. What is that? That when you take more than you need, like for example, you go to a party and there is a lot of food and you see there is a lot of people and the food is too good and you don't know what's really good and what's not that good. So what do you do? You take a plate and you fill up as much as you can. You take more than you need. What is that? Israf. Hmm? What are you neglecting over here? Other people. That they also have a right over this bread, or over this pasta, or over this drink, or over this dessert. Even they have a right. But we neglect that. And then what happens? When you bring that huge plate of food, and you can't eat more than a third of it, then what happens? Two thirds of it goes into the bin. Right? So, you're neglecting that food in the sense that you're wasting it. Somebody else could have had it, but you're wasting it. So, wala tusrifu. So, israf can take many forms. One is that you keep everything for yourself and you don't share at all. This is one form of israf. Another form of israf is that you give everything and you don't keep anything for yourself. Because that is also being extravagant. If you give everything in charity, what are you going to eat yourself? What are you going to give to others? So, wala tusrifu. There must be a balance. In the Quran we learn Allah says wala taj'al yadaka maghlulatan ila unuqik wala tabsutha kull al-basr do not make your hand chained to your neck that you don't even give a little bit to others you don't even share a little bit nor extend it completely that you give everything away and don't keep anything for yourself no la tusrifu there must be a balance the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said kulu washrabu walbasu min ghayri israfin wala makhila eat and drink and clothe yourselves without extravagance or arrogance use it enjoy it allah made it for you he gave it to you he provided you you acquired it through halal means benefit but don't do israf that you buy, 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 you bring everything home, and then you eat only a portion of it, and the majority of it goes into the compost. Right? Don't do this kind of israf. وَلَا تُسْرِفُوا Why? Because, إِنَّهُ indeed he لَا يُحِبُّ He likes المُسْرِفِينَ Those who do israf. People who do israf, Allah doesn't like them. He doesn't like them. So the next time that we're pouring food in our plate, at a wedding, at a party, and we're just filling it, filling it, filling it, like there's no tomorrow. Remember, إِنَّهُ لَا يُحِبُّ الْمُسْرِفِينَ If I eat excessively, if I take more than I need, and I throw it away, then إِنَّهُ لَا يُحِبُّ الْمُسْرِفِينَ Allah doesn't like the musrifin. Would we ever like to hear, Allah doesn't like you? Can you imagine? If somebody says, so-and-so doesn't like you, how would we feel? Horrible. If we don't give much importance to them, or if there are nobody, okay, but still it hurts, they don't like me. Imagine if because of our wasting food, wasting the things that Allah has given, going to extremes in using, in giving, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't like us. Can you imagine? What a loss. What a loss. Here we are, trying our best, read the book of Allah, recite it, understand it, you know, we're trying to be patient, we're trying to be generous, we're trying to do so many things. And because of our israf at the dinner table, because of our israf in the kitchen, Allah doesn't like us. That's really a loss. إِنَّهُ لَا يُحِبُّ الْمُسْرِفِينَ وَمِنْ and from Al-An'am, the grazing livestock. Meaning, Allah hasn't just created vegetables and fruits and grains for you to eat. He has also created animals for you to eat. وَمِنَ الْأَنْعَامِ 
An'am is from na'am. Ni'ma is also from the same root. What is ni'ma? Blessing. Right? And an'am are those animals which are a blessing for us. How are they a blessing for us? Because we can eat their meat, we can drink their milk, and with that milk, we can make so many things. Imagine if you couldn't have dairy. Just imagine. Is there anyone who has been sensitive to dairy or is allergic to dairy and hasn't been able to have dairy for some time? Anyone? Hmm? Okay. So tell me, what is it that you can't have? You're lactose intolerant. So what happens when I have tea from Tim Hortons, for instance? She said she can get really sick. I remember my son, he had severe eczema and the doctor told me to avoid dairy for some time. So I did that. It was very difficult. I couldn't have cheese. I couldn't have butter. I couldn't have cheesecake. I couldn't have ice cream. Imagine it was Eid day and there was this new ice cream parlor that had opened recently. And my whole family went there to have ice cream and here I am just standing there watching them. I couldn't have it. I couldn't have it. So imagine if you couldn't have just one thing. One thing. It's a test for people. But we don't appreciate the blessings that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us. Honestly, we don't. Until we are not allowed to have something for health reasons, then we realize what a huge blessing it was, what a huge convenience it was. Even though there are many alternates out there. I mean, for milk, you have soy milk, you have almond milk, you have so many other alternates. But the convenience of having dairy, come on. There's no alternate for that. So, وَمِنَ الْأَنْعَامِ From the grazing livestock, Allah has produced for you حَمُولَةً وَفَرْشًا Hamula. Hamula from the root letters حَامِيمْ لَامْ Hamul. Hamul means to carry. Hamula are the animals that carry. What do they carry? Burdens of yours. Or they carry you. So, for example, camels. Right? They're hamula. Because you can huge loads on them. Right? You can even sit on them. Hamula. They're meant, their size, their strength, the way their body is, it is meant to carry loads. Horse. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made hamula. And there are some others from the an'am that Allah has made as farsha. Farsh, farashi, literally means ground. So farsh refers to ground animals. What does that mean? Meaning those that are so short, so small, that they almost touch the ground. And this is referring to the animals from the an'am. Okay? I'm not talking about snakes or mice. No, no, because you don't eat those. Okay? This is waminal an'ami, from the grazing livestock. There are some animals which are farsh, meaning they are too small. So for example, a goat compared to a camel. Camel so huge, you need it to sit down so that you can get on it. And a goat, it's short. Right? Likewise sheep. Yes, you have versions which are really huge and tall. But generally... They are small compared to those other huge animals. And because of their small size, you're not meant to ride them. You're not meant to put anything on them. So you cannot ride a goat. You cannot ride a sheep. Alright? You can't put stuff on it so that it can carry it for you from one place to another. Okay? They're meant for other purposes. What are those purposes? That you use their milk, 
you use their meat, you use their skin, they're meant for other reasons. So, وَمِنَ الْأَنْعَامِ حَمُولَةً وَفَرْشَةً in Surah Al-Nahl, Ayah 80, we learn women aswafiha wa awbariha wa ash'ariha athathan wa mata'an ilahin. Their wool, their hair, their fur, you make from them furnishings and articles of convenience, comfort for some time. Hmm? The skins of these animals, you make so many different things. So, hamulatan wa farsha. Kulu, eat, mimma, from that which razaqakum, he provided you, Allah, Allah. Eat of that which Allah has provided you. Allah made these animals for you to eat. Not that you say, I don't eat meat because I don't like to kill animals. Hmm? I prefer to be vegetarian because the vegetarian is more righteous because he doesn't shed blood. No. Allah has made these animals for you to eat. There are other animals which are not meant for you to eat. You can't eat them. But these animals, He made them so that you can eat them. So eat. وَلَا تَتَّبِعُوا And do not follow خُطُوَاتِ Footsteps of shaytan of the shaytan. Do not follow the footsteps of shaytan. Regarding what? Regarding these animals. What are the footsteps of shaytan? The things that he tells us to do. Right? With regards to these animals. So what is it that shaytan tells people to do with regards to these animals? Either he will tell them, don't eat them. Or he will say, only men should eat it, and the women should not. Or only women should eat it, and the men should not. Right? Or he will say, dedicated to the idols, dedicated to so and so. Don't follow the footsteps of shaitan. It's simple. These animals, Allah made for you. So that you can ride them, so that you can eat them. To benefit yourself. Innahu, indeed he, lakum for you, عَدُوٌ An enemy, مُبِينٌ One clear. Meaning shaitan is an open enemy to you. Would you listen to your enemy? If your enemy advises you, eat this. Would you eat it? Never. Never. Why? Because you might think that there is some you know, poison or something in it that will harm you. If your enemy tells you, don't eat it. Don't eat such and such. What do you say? There must be something good about this food that he's telling me not to eat it. Right? Like for example, within children, what happens? You know, siblings, they're always sibling rivalry. Right? So let's say you go to somebody's house and there's some food. Right? And you're about to pour and your sister says, don't pour that. Don't pour that. It's really spicy. Don't have it. It tastes horrible. So you're like, fine, I won't pour it. And you pour something else. And later on you find out that it was delicious. It was just bothering you. Hmm? Why? Because she's got this thing against you. You know, you just had a fight recently, so she's not too happy with you. She wants to take revenge. She's your sister. But still, she can harm you in this way. Imagine shaitan, your greatest enemy. He's telling you to eat something. Never eat that. Shaitan is telling you, don't eat something. Please eat it. Please eat it. Because... Shaitan doesn't want good for you. So, إِنَّهُ لَكُمْ عَدُوٌ مُبِينٌ He is to you a clear enemy. سَمَانِيَةَ Eight. Meaning there are eight azwajin mates. What? The an'am, which are mentioned in the previous ayah. Some of them are hamula, some of them are farsha. So they are in total, Allah says, they are eight azwaj. Azwaj is a plural of zawj. Eight azwaj, meaning there are four pairs. Okay? One male, one female each. So that makes how many in total? Eight. So eight mates, meaning four pairs. Alright? So thamaniyata azwaj. How? Men from al the sheep, ithnaini two. 
from the sheep two. Which two? Male and the female. Women and from al-ma'zi, the goat, ithnain, two. Which ones? Male and the female. Okay? So here you have four. Two males, two females. Two from the sheep and two from the goat. Allah says, He asks, قُلْ سَيْ أَذَّكَرَيْنِ أَذَّكَرَيْنِ This is a and أَذَّكَرَيْنِ A question, istifham, what is it? And أَذَّكَرَيْنِ The two males. You understand why it is a? Why is it a? Why is there a mud? Because there's two hamza over here. Okay? There's two hamza over here. Alright? One, the first hamza is of istifham, the question that we read about. Okay? And the second one is of the word adhakarain. Okay? So adhakarain, how will we translate this? What's the translation that you have? Is it just two males? Adhakarain, did the two males. Is it the two males? Is it the two males, harrama, he forbade, who? Allah. Am or al-unsayain, the two females. Is it the males that Allah forbade? Or is it the females that Allah forbade? Meaning, is it the male sheep and goat that Allah forbade? Or is it the female sheep and goat that Allah forbade? What's the answer? Neither. Allah didn't forbid that. Either of them. Amma, or is it that, Ishtamalat amma or that which ishtamalat it contained from sheen mimla. Ishtamala is to contain, to carry within. So that which contains alayhi upon it arham wombs al unsayain the two females. Or is it that which the wombs of the females contain that Allah has forbidden? The baby goat, the lamb that is inside the female, is it that which Allah has forbidden? Meaning Tell me, what is it that Allah forbade from these animals? The male, the female, or the child? None. Nabbi'uni, inform me, bi'ilmin, with some knowledge, with some evidence. Give me some evidence that Allah has forbidden these animals. In, if kuntum, you are sadiqeen, ones who are truthful. Because this is what the mushrikeen of Makkah had done. Some animals, it's a male, you can't eat it. Female, no, no, you can't eat it. Child, no, you can't eat it. If it's born dead, then you can. If it's born alive, then you can't. All of these self-imposed restrictions. Allah says, what's the evidence? Nabbi'uni bi'ilmin in kuntum sadiqeen. Tell me on the basis of some knowledge, some evidence, if you're truthful. Women and from al-ibil, the camel, ithnain to the eight mates that were mentioned. Four haven't mentioned so far, right? Two from the goat and two from the sheep. Now what is being mentioned? The camel. From the camel two. Which two? Male and the female. Women and from al-baqar, the cow two. Ithnaini two. Which ones? Male and female. So here we have four now. Two males and two females. Same question Allah asks. قُلْ say أَذَّكَرَيْنِ Is it the two males? حَرَّمَهِ forbade Am or al-unsayain? The two females. Is it the males that Allah forbade? The male camel, the male cow that you can't eat? Or the female camel, the female cow that you cannot eat? Amma, or that which, ishtamalat, it contained, alayhi, upon it, arham, wombs, al-unsayain? Two females. Or is it that which is in the womb of the female cow, the female camel, that you cannot eat? Because it doesn't make sense. Think about it. 
male cow, female cow, baby cow, same family. Right? They're all connected to each other, one from the other. Right? How is it possible that Allah would forbid one and not the other? If one is forbidden, that means the entire species is forbidden, right? And if one is allowed, then the entire species is allowed. For example, pig. Right? Male pig, female pig, baby pig, piglet, whatever it is, it is all haram. Right? All haram. Whatever belongs to that family is haram. And if there is a family which is halal, goat, sheep, cow, camel, then the entire family is halal. So over here what is being done is that they're false, you know, their imagination basically, the things that they had invented, they're being proven wrong. That logically, that it doesn't even make sense logically, the things that you've invented in religion. First of all, according to the religion of Allah, it's not correct. And secondly, logically also, it doesn't make any sense. If you use your sense, you wouldn't have made these things up. This is why Ibn Abbas who said, if anyone wishes to see the ignorance of the mushrikeen, then he should read these verses. That how ignorant they were. That they wouldn't even use their mind in saying what was halal, what was haram. Allah says, Am or kuntum you were shuhada witnesses. Were you witnesses? Were you present? Idh when wasakum, He commanded you, He instructed you, Allahu Allah bihada this. Where you say Allah told you, such animal is halal, such animal is haram. Tell me, is there, were you present at the time when Allah told you that you can't have the female, you can't have the male? Most of us don't even know which animal is the female and which animal is the male. Isn't it? When you're eating meat, you don't ask, so is it a female sheep or is it a male sheep? We don't ask because sheep is sheep. Male, female, baby, doesn't matter. Grandmother, grandfather, doesn't matter. It's a sheep. Just eat it. Right? So Allah asks over here, were you present when Allah gave you this instruction? You say Allah told you. When did He tell you? Do you have some evidence? Were you present there? Did you witness that scene? Did you witness that conversation? فَمَنْ who أَظْلَمُ is more unjust. مِمَّنْ than who? iftara He fabricated عَلَى Allah against Allah كَذِبًا Allah. Who is more unjust than the one who fabricates a lie about Allah? Because this is a fabrication. Saying Allah made haram. No. What's your evidence? This is a fabrication. This is the greatest crime. And why is this done? لِيُضِلَّ So he leads astray. النَّاسَ The people بِغَيْرِ Without علم in any knowledge. Because when people hear, Oh, Allah has made such and such food haram. Then they listen. When they listen, they're going astray. Without any knowledge, بغير علم. So such a person who is misleading others with lies, greatest criminal. In Allah, indeed Allah, لا not يهدي He guides القوم the people الظالمين the wrongdoers. Allah doesn't guide such people. Basically, this ayah is about Amr bin Luhay. Amr bin Luhay is the man who brought shirk to Arabia. He was a merchant, so he would travel, and in his travels he would come across different people. So he came across the people who were worshipping idols. And he was really impressed by that. That look at them, they have an idol in front of them, and they can see their God, and it just looks so nice. Look at them, how with so much humility they're prostrating before their idols. We want to do the same thing. He was very impressed by idol worship. And what did he do? He brought idols to Mecca. When he brought idols to Mecca, what happened? This was something new. 
And people love new things. Isn't it? Don't people love new things? They have something at home which works perfectly fine, but they find out, oh, it's a new version. New design. 2013 model. 2014 model. It's not even 2014, but 2014 model is already here. So we feel obligated to go buy it. Right? So just like that, the people of Makkah, they embraced those idols. And they started worshipping the idols. It started as something very innocent. But then it grew so much that it wasn't just the people of Makkah, but it was all the people who came to visit Makkah to perform Hajj, who took idols back with them. And like this, there was a big business as well. Right? People would come bring offerings to the idols. And you know the share that they set aside for Allah that was given to the poor and the needy. But the share that was set aside for the idols, who would eat it at the end? Who would use it? It was the people themselves. This is why they wouldn't compromise on the share of the idols because it was coming in their pockets. It was coming in their homes. Hmm? So it was a huge business that was prospering because of idol worship. Likewise, this is the man who brought this concept of making certain animals haram and making certain animals halal, dedicating crop to the idols, and so on and so forth. And this person, the Prophet ﷺ said, I saw Amr bin Ruhay, this man, pulling his intestines behind him in the fire. Meaning he's being punished so severely because he is the one who started shirk. He is the one who started the practice of sa'iba. You know, these animals that were dedicated to the idols. Notice over here, Allah says, who is more unjust than the one who fabricates a lie against Allah لِيُضِلَّ النَّاسَ بِغَيْرِ عِلْمٍ Leading people astray without any knowledge. What does it show? That don't say anything. This is halal, this is haram, unless you have knowledge of it. If you don't have knowledge of it, remain silent. Say, I don't know. Say, go ask somebody else. Say, you should discuss with someone more knowledgeable. If you don't know, you don't know. Don't make things up. If you're making things up, this is a big crime. A serious crime. Look at the punishment of this man. He ended up in the fire of hell, being punished severely for his inventions in their religion. Allah says, قُلْ Say, لَا not أَجِدُ I find. Tell them, tell the people that I do not find, ajidu from the root letters, wow, that, I do not find fee in ma that which uhiya, it was revealed ilayya to me. Meaning in everything that has been revealed to me thus far, I do not find anything to be muharraman, one forbidden, meaning one that is haram, that ala upon ta'imin, one who eats, yata'amuhu, he eats it. Meaning, I do not find anything forbidden for someone who wants to eat illa except for such and such. In other words, the Qur'an, right, that has been revealed to me thus far. Likewise, the instructions that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave to the Prophet ﷺ besides the Qur'an. Everything that has been given to me thus far, the only things that I know to be haram on people to eat are what? إِلَّا except on that, first of all, يَكُونَ It is, meaning the animal is مَيْتَةً Dead. Dead animal. That is haram. And dead animal includes an animal that has not been slaughtered correctly. Like for example, if an animal has been frozen to death, right? Or has been starved to death, and then it's being cut up and sold. No, that's haram meat. Okay? يَكُونَ مَيْتَةً Secondly, أو أور دَمًا مَسْفُوحًا Dam, blood, masfuhan, 
spilt, caused to flow. Masfu' seen faha. Safaha is to cause to flow. So spilt blood. Meaning blood that is flowing. You can't drink it. So for example, when an animal is slaughtered and blood is flowing out of it, that blood has to be drained, has to be thrown away. You can't use that blood. But blood that remains within the meat, okay, despite you trying your best to drain out meat as much as possible, that which remains, that is not haram. Okay? So daman maskuhan. These two things are haram. What else is haram? Aw or lahma khinzir, the flesh of pig. That is haram for sure. Why? فَإِنَّهُ For indeed it, رِجْسٌ is filth. What is filth? What is dirty? What is impure? The flesh, the meat of the pig. Doesn't mean the bones are okay. Because lahm is mentioned. So don't eat the meat, but take the bones and make stock out of it and use it. Yeah? No. Why? What's the evidence? When an animal is slaughtered, it's not slaughtered for the bones. Slaughter for the meat because that's the main thing you want to eat. Right? So this is the reason why lahm is mentioned. But just because lahm only is mentioned, it doesn't mean bones are halal. And besides, if you think about it, the bones are connected with what? The meat. Right? No matter how much meat you take off, you will still have some meat stuck to the bone. Which is why sometimes when you're trying to eat meat, you have to put it in your mouth and like literally take off all the meat with your mouth because you can't take it off with your fingers. Right? Because it's uh, stuck to it. Right? So, أَوْ فَإِنَّهُ رِجْسٌ So these three things are haram. What else is haram? أَوْ or fisqan. Fisq. What does fisq mean? Disobedience. Sin. Disobedience is haram. To eat. What it means is the meat, the animal which is slaughtered in disobedience to Allah. The meat which you eat, you will be disobeying Allah. If you eat it, you'll be disobeying Allah. Why? Because it was uhilla. Uhilla, it was pronounced. Not uhilla. Uhilla, it was pronounced. Ihlal, hilal is to raise one's voice. Rafur salt. Right? Hilal, the crescent is called hilal. Why? Because when the crescent is seen, then the voices are raised because announcement is made. Ramadan, Eid. Right? So, Uhilla, it was pronounced لِغَيْرِلَّهِ For other than Allah. Bihi with it. Meaning when it was slaughtered, then whose name was mentioned? Whose name was mentioned? Not Allah's name. Somebody else's name was mentioned. Whether it was Jibreel or Isa salam or it is some idol, whatever. Something other than Allah was mentioned. And لِغَيْرِلَّهِ also includes nothing. Right? Because today, much of the meat that is available... Right, the animal was slaughtered, and whose name was mentioned? No one's name was mentioned. So that is also included in this. So eating such meat is what? Fisqan. It's a sin. So these four things are haram for sure. But is this all? Are these the only things which are haram? Apparently, it seems that it's only these four things which are haram. Hmm? But remember that this ayah is of Surah Al-An'am, and Surah Al-An'am is Makki Surah. The Sharia was not complete at that time. There was a lot that was revealed later on as well. For example, alcohol was prohibited later. So don't just look at this verse and say, oh, in this ayah, alcohol is not mentioned, so it's halal. No. Okay, there are other things that are haram and the evidence is present elsewhere. But Allah says, فَمَنْ So whoever اُطُرَّ is compelled to eat what? He's forced to eat that which is haram. You know, forced to eat it. He eats it out of necessity because he has no choice. 
If he doesn't eat it, he's gonna die. He's starving to death. He can't find anything. The only thing he can find is haram food, a maita animal. Then yes, he can eat it. But only in that case. And he will eat it with the condition that غَيْرَ بَاغٍ غَيْرَ not بَاغٍ بَاغٍ is from بَاغَيْنْ What does بَغِي mean? بَغِي To cross the limits. Right? Also means to desire. إِبْتِغَاءَ Seeking. Because many times in fulfilling the desire, people cross limits. So غَيْرَ بَاغٍ means he should not be desiring the haram. Not that he says, finally I get to eat pork. Finally I get to eat at this haram food. No. غَيْرَ بَاغٍ Even when he's eating that haram food out of necessity, out of force, he should not be liking that. And this teaches us an important lesson. Sometimes it happens that you are in a situation that you are forced to do something wrong. You don't have a choice there. Right? Like for example, you go to a store because you need to buy something. Right? And you need it. You need to buy something. And these days, even if you go to a grocery store, you're gonna listen to music. So one is that you ignore the music, and whenever it gets loud or you hear words that are inappropriate, you seek Allah's forgiveness. And the other is that you're like, ah, nice, that sounds good. Oh, so this is what my brother was singing. Okay, what is that song? Who is this singer? What did he say? And you go Google the lyrics, and you go Google the song. There's a difference, right? One is that you're hearing it out of compulsion. You don't have a choice. And the other is that you're like, yeah, now my mom cannot say don't listen to music. So I'm just gonna enjoy the beat. Hmm? No. And nor transgressing. Adin from to cross the limit as well. And what does it mean? That he should not cross the limit, meaning he should not eat more than what is necessary. If he can save his life by eating two bites, he should stop after those two bites. He should not move to the third one. Alright? He should not say, well, this is my only chance probably to eat this kind of food, so might as well eat whatever I can. No. غَيْرَ بَاغٍ وَلَا عَادٍ So in this case, فَإِنَّ then indeed رَبَّكَ your Lord غَفُورٌ Most forgiving, رَحِيمٌ Most merciful. So what do we learn in this verse? Again, same lesson. Haram is what Allah has made haram. And halal is what Allah has made halal. The only things which are haram are those which which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told us. For which there is some evidence in the Qur'an and sunnah. You could have a personal preference. You don't like certain kind of food. You don't want to eat it. But don't say it's haram. Because when people, they leave a certain kind of food because it's not healthy, it's not that nutritious, it could be harmful for their health. They go to the length of saying that it is haram. Right? They say that since it is not tayyib, then it is haram. So you should not be eating such and such food. No. Don't do that. Because we are not allowed to change the religion of Allah even a little bit. We cannot make things permissible and we cannot make things forbidden. We don't have that choice. We are servants. We have to follow we are not to get ahead of Allah and His Messenger. And a follower, what does he do? He does what he's asked to, and he stops from what he is asked to stop from. And people who transgress these limits by making something permissible, which is not actually permissible, or making something forbidden, which is not actually forbidden, then what are they doing? They're trying to take the law of Allah in their own hand. And when they do that, then they're left to themselves. 
as we will learn in the following verse, that the Jews, they made things haram on themselves. And you know what happened? As a punishment, Allah made them haram. So then their lives became so difficult. Their lives became extremely difficult. So the matter of food might seem as a small matter, but it's serious. In that also we are to worship Allah and obey Him. We listen to the recitation of these verses. وَهُوَ الَّذِي أَنشَأَ جَنَّاتٍ مَعْرُوشَاتٍ وَغَيْرَ مَعْرُوشَاتٍ وَالنَّخْلَ وَالزَّرْعَ مُخْتَلِفًا أُكُلُهُ وَالزَّيْتُونَ وَالرُّمَّانَ مُتَشَابِهًا وَغَيْرَ مُتَشَابِهًا كُلُوا مِن ثَمَرِهِ إِذَا أَثْمَرَ وَآتُوا حَقَّهُ يَوْمَ حَصَادِهِ وَلَا تُسْرِفُوا إِنَّهُ لَا يُحِبُّ الْمُسْرِفِينَ وَمِنَ الْأَنْعَامِ حَمُولَةً وَفَرْشًا كُلُوا مِمَّا رَزَقَكُمُ اللَّهُ وَلَا تَتَّبِعُوا خُطُوَاتِ الشَّيْطَانِ إِنَّهُ لَكُمْ عَدُوٌ مُّبِينٌ ثَمَانِيَةَ أَزْوَاجٍ مِنَ الضَّأْنِ اثْنَيْنِ وَمِنَ الْمَعْزِ اثْنَيْنِ قُلْ أَذَّكَرَيْنِ حَرَّمَ أَمِ الْأُنْسَيَيْنِ أَمَّ اشْتَمَلَتْ عَلَيْهِ أَرْحَامُ الْأُنْسَيَيْنِ نَبِّئُونِي بِعِلْمٍ إِن كُنْتُمْ صَادِقِينَ وَمِنَ الْإِبِلِ اثْنَيْنِ وَمِنَ الْبَقَرِ اثْنَيْنِ قُلْ أَذَّكَرَيْنِ حَرَّمَ أَمِ الْأُنْسَيَيْنِ أَمَّ اشْتَمَلَتْ عَلَيْهِ أَرْحَامُ الْأُنْسَيَيْنِ أَمْ كُنْتُمْ شُهَدَاءَ إِذْ وَصَّاكُمُ اللَّهُ بِهَذَا فَمَنْ أَظْلَمُ مِمَّنْ افْتَرَى عَلَى اللَّهِ كَذِبًا لِيُضِلَّ النَّاسَ بِغَيْرِ عِلْمٍ إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَهْدِي الْقَوْمَ الظَّالِمِينَ قُلْ لَا أَجِدُ فِي مَا أُوحِيَ إِلَيَّ مُحَرَّمًا عَلَى طَاعِمٍ يَطْعَمُهُ إِلَّا أَنْ يَكُونَ مَيْتَةً أَوْ دَمًا مَسْفُوحًا أَوْ لَحْمَ خِنْزِيرٍ فَإِنَّهُ رِجَسٌ أَوْ فِسْقًا أُهِلَّ لِغَيْرِ اللَّهِ بِهِ فَمَنِ اضْطُرَّ غَيْرَ بَاغٍ وَلَا عَادٍ فَإِنَّ رَبَّكَ غَفُورٌ رَّحِيمٌ